Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad, no one will film it. These brave podcasters will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's kaput, which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads with Sean McBee, Jeff Lewis, and Joshua Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Table Reads. We're doing episode 105, which brings us to part six of John Borman's Lord of the Rings. Are you guys excited? I am very, very excited Absolutely. to be here. Yeah. Oh, me too. So, um, you know what? Uh, let's talk real quick before yeah. we get into it. How have you guys been feeling about the script so far? It's everything I ever wanted. I, I thought it was just nerd <laughs> shit, but there's fucking and magic, and this is great. So much fucking, so much fucking. There's really way in. more fucking in this in this version than the than the Peter Jackson version. Yeah, these writers were nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Two dudes locked in a room, all they knew to do was write about fucking. Well, I mean, they were locked in that room together for six months. That's right. What if there was a woman? <laughs> oh, you know what I could use? You'd be Galadriel tonight. <laughs> I could really use some some fucking. Let's just write it. <laughs> can I can I be Frodo tonight? <laughs> they were just drunk writing. Lord of the Cock Rings. Oh no, we got our porn fan fiction mixed in with the real script. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Send it before it's time. Before yeah. it's time. Lord of the Rings uh, fanfic. That's right. So, um, I have to admit here, uh, in the presence of everyone. That I don't have the previously on queued up. Hold on a second. <gasps> oh no! I mean, I wrote it this time at least, go so back. I'm not just gonna be around like making shit up as we go. What would you call that, Galadriel and Frodo? G- Galodro? Galodro? You know, you always got to. Philadriel. Philadriel. No, that's yeah, a yeah. sex move. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> previously on table reads. <laughs> So far, we've had a pretty straightforward retelling of Lord of the Rings, except for small things like Mick Jagger playing Sauron in an elaborately staged musical that Elrond put on to explain the history of the One Ring at the Council of Elrond. Oh, and the weird blood ritual makeouts, cryogenic freezing, freezing, uh, Gimli digging for a lost language while being beaten, and of course, Galadriel fucking wisdom into Frodo. Uh, other than that stuff, totally straightforward retelling. Uh, when we left off, the Fellowship had just escaped an orc attack and set off down the river toward uncertainty. Fade in. Fucking wisdom in the Frodo. <laughs> That's is, a good is line. My next tattoo. Yeah. I, I, you know, I wish that had happened to me when I was Frodo's age. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me smart. <laughs> I want to be powerful. I mean. Florida teachers go to prison for that all the time. Hey, the sexiest state. A Florida man was... Florida man. They're usually women. That's why there's no Florida kids. They're all men. God damn it. All right. Exterior. Crossroads and Hill. Day. You guys got the right place? Yeah, I found the intermission. 
my bad for not going over that and making sure we were all in the same place. No, no, no. It, normally mine stops us where we were, but this one just completely started me over. Mine always starts over, so Does I it? always have to ask. Oh, shit. Man, it's it's almost like Android phones suck or something. Eh? Yeah. Uh, where's uh-huh. Kelly? That's right. You're outnumbered like, now. Doesn't exist. <laughs> one of us. I'm not outnumbered. I have two iOS devices right in front of me. He's right. Where's the and, plugs? And one behind him. And and one recording us. And an Alexa. And and a and the phone in my pocket. Which is a great segue to let you know this episode is brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Apple. Tim Cook, please give me money. Apple money. <laughs> We're the first Apple sponsored podcast. I don't think so. I don't they think chose this one. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, he said Galadriel, fuck Frodo. Give yeah, that guy money. money. Look, if Trump can stand in front of Tim Cook and say, I just opened this factory that's been open since 2013, and Tim Cook doesn't correct him, he'll forgive us when we that's say, right. this podcast is brought to you by Apple. Yeah, Apple, not giving us money for shit ever. <laughs> We're sponsored by Apple without the money. <laughs> that's that's their new slogan. Apple. Not promotional consideration provided by that's Apple. It. The eight members of the fellowship, their wounds dressed, are trudging along a path. They arrive at a crossroads, above which stands a hill. Boromir glances up at the sun and turns onto a southward path, but he is frozen in his tracks by Aragorn's mighty voice. Wait, the doom of choice is upon us. <laughs> Bud Light or Miller Light. I'm only laughing because y'all are laughing. <laughs> I'm going to say that the next time I'm looking at a menu. The doom of choice is upon us. Ah, uh, yes. The doom of choice. And my axe. No bacon. <laughs> so many appetizers. The doom of choice. Wait, the doom of choice is upon us. South with Boromir to Minas Tirith. Tirith? Minas Tirith. 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 I always pronounce that wrong. Or north to Mordor. Shall we break our fellowship and each go his own way? I am not Gandalf and cannot play his part. Frodo, the burden is laid upon you. That's not all that's just recently been laid upon me. (laughs) (laughs) Frodo does not answer at once. He stands apart. Give me an hour, and I will speak. If he needs time to think, who sets a clock on that shit? Not like, give me a minute. Give me an hour. I need 60 minutes to deliberate my decision. This isn't the Frodo that you know. This one fucked. And That's like, true. He becomes super smarmy after. He's, He's like, like, give me he, an hour. He already knows what he wants to That's do. It. He's just pulling a power move. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys wait. You wait. I'll be back. Give me an hour and I will speak. <laughs> Frodo will speak later. <laughs> the others settle down in the grass, resigned to waiting. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll just sit here wherever we happen to be standing. Is it just, it just us, this is just me or is Frodo kind of become a dick since we were at that Galadriel pool? <laughs> Wait, and don't they have to just watch the Did sun? someone say dick? Because <laughs> mine's not getting sucked right now. <laughs> How do they tell time? By the shadow from Frodo's dick. Right, so, so I just love that they're all like, all right, and then they just sit down and stare it's at about, the sun. about three o'clock. <laughs> Hobbits, <laughs> count slowly to whatever 60 times 60 is. <laughs> 
counts to 3,600. And they break into song. <laughs> One, One, two, three, four. Um, Boromir's eyes follow Frodo as he wanders off. Frodo is climbing up the hill, is climbing the hill. He seems relieved to be by himself for once. He walks up the hill and near the top sits down on a rock. Chin cupped in his hands, Frodo stares off sadly into the distance. A figure is stalking up to him from behind. A premonition comes over Frodo. He springs up and turns, and in front of him stands Boromir, towering above him, a great grin on his face. He sits down beside Frodo, who edges away, uneasy. The orcs may be near. I feared you. I feared for you. And two heads together may... He taps his head. I know what I should do, but I am afraid, Boromir. Afraid. There is a warning in my heart. What warning? (laughs) The parenthetical says overreacting guiltily. (laughs) That was excellent. That was a great read. I'm joking. That was a great overreacting. I loved it. (laughs) He was overreacting. (laughs) Oh, fuck you. Sean liked it. They like against delay and against trust in the strength and truth of men. He flexes the muscles of his arm and of his arms and slaps it. But for this arm, orcs would be roasting <laughs> hobbits in the Shire today. They meant Frodo. <laughs> Frodo was like, "Oh, you like check oh. out my badass." <laughs> <laughs> against the trust and strength of men. Watch it, Boromir. Hey, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, he's he did get. He got with Galadriel, them. right? Like, who's who's better than Galadriel in the whole like? Yeah, nobody. I, I can't think of any, but maybe that other chick. What's that other chick? Just uh, Samwise. No, he gets that too. <laughs> I'm dropping now, Asa. Uh, <laughs> so far, my favorite. This is my favorite character I've ever read because there's like. There's three different levels of personality in three lines. <laughs> he's like, one warning. And he's like, but for these arms. And then Leia's like, that's hope and telling it. <laughs> oh, yeah, with three different parentheticals yeah. overreacting, angry, blustering, and passionately. All right, read your. Somebody new every read time. your but for this arm because I laughed through the whole oh. thing. I didn't know what you but said. But for this arm, orcs would be roasting hobbits in the Shire today. I do not doubt the valor of your race, but the world is changing. If your strength fails, what then? There's hope until we do fail. No hope while the ring lasts. The ring? Let me look at this little trinket. Yet another. (laughs) Placatory. (laughs) Placatory. Placatory? Placatory? I don't know, man. Placatory. I I figured it was was meaning he was like going down, right? Placating. Placating, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, the ring? Let me look at this little trinket. Boromir becomes increasingly intense. His voice trembles as he struggles to contain his fierce emotion. The ring of power. Such a little thing. It is a gift, I say. Only the fearless, the the ruthless, they alone will gain victory. Is he Morty? 
<laughs> is he fucking is Morty right uh, now? I don't, I don't know, Rick. I, uh, I, 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 it's such a little thing. <laughs> the ring of power is such a little thing. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a gift, I say. <laughs> unlimited power. <laughs> Boromir, to give vent to his intensity, leaps to his feet. Uh-huh. Frodo jumps up and moves away. Boromir holds out his hand as if expecting Frodo to give him the ring. He becomes strangely quiet, moving slowly towards Frodo, stalking him. Frodo retreats, fearful now, and as he does so, gropes inside his tunic for the ring. Boromir leaps forward to grab Frodo. Frodo slips the ring on his finger and vanishes. Clutching for the invisible Frodo, <laughs> Boromir stumbles and falls. For a moment, he is motionless. Then he rises, crying out. <laughs> crying out. I'm sorry, I was doing a, a bit. <clears throat> what have I done? Frodo! Frodo! A, a madness took me! Come back! Bellowing and crying, Boromir staggers off down the hill. Inside the vision of the ring... Frodo is visible visible again, visible again, but not to Boromir. Exterior, various locations, model, day. <laughs> Just shoot some shit. <laughs> Frodo sees, with the power of the ring, far-off lands drawing closer and rising up in front of him. The landscape shrinks under his eye until he can see all of Middle-earth. In the misty mountains, orcs swarm out of holes like ants. Under a forest, a battle is raging. Wild wargs roam the plains. And then he sees Minas Tirith, a fortress city of towers and battlements, bright banners flying on its turrets. Frodo smiles, but then his face falls. Mordor. So, so, so he didn't go, like, tell his click this dude, like, went wild. He just continued the adventure. Right, this is just like the Peter Jackson movie, basically. Yeah. He hasn't continued on his adventure. He's just nearby with the ring on, invisible. He's having a vision. Sort of freaking out. Oh, it's a vi- Oh, yeah. okay. I thought he, like, like peaced and then uneventfully no, made it to where he this is the part in go. the first movie. I want to point out, yeah, this we're, is a- we're still This there, script yeah. is the trilogy. We've already hit the intermission in the middle, but we're not through the first third. What yeah. movie? This didn't get made. <laughs> Uh, we're in the first Peter Jackson movie slash first book. So in the Peter Jackson movie, this is where uh, Boromir like sort of comes after him, and he's like, "You're not yourself," and he puts on the ring and runs away. And then Boromir is just standing, and he slips in the leaves, and then rolls over, and it all looks real fake. Yeah. And then he's got like a leaf in his hair, and he's like, "Oh my god, what have I done, Frodo? Come back!" And Frodo's like running up some rocks. And everything's gray and swirly around him. And then uh, you see the the eye of Sauron, and it zooms in, uh, like and fills like the whole sky. And he's like, oh, "I see you." And Frodo's like, "Oh shit!" And then he takes the ring off, and then all the orcs attack. The shitty thing you described belongs here, not the shitty thing we read, because it's like this script is all over the place. And your description, of what other happened in the other than Boromir, like falling for no reason <laughs> and like doing a weird roll when there's not even much of a hill 
it's a, it's an awesome scene. His, but I always thought it was funny the way Boromir falls there. His Frodo run, if you guys are watching the live stream, his Frodo run was so fucking good. It was no, all <laughs> it looked it, I was just intrigued. like it looked just like the movie. Like I didn't stop. It was like he had that he had the cloak on and it's like flopping in the wind. It looked good. I would have loved for it to be Sean Bean with bipolar disorder more than Bob Sean Bean with a leaf on its head. Well, what about with bipolar disorder? The one where he's like, uh, oh, that's great audio. Sorry, my my uh, headphone cable is like fucking up the whole time, so my right oh, ear keeps cutting oh, out. I was doing a couple. I just figured ago. I'd take this time to find a different cable. Oh, I got not you. working. I got you. I got some yucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. No, the bipolar disorder was when he was going from from one extreme to the next in the sentence in the dialogue exchange we just had, where he was like, "Oh, I thought you were making reference to some other Sean Bean role." Oh, no, like Alec Trevelyan or something. He played Trevelyan. I don't remember. He played Trevelyan in Goldeneye. Yeah, he was 009. For the Queen James, you know how you can tell. He died. <laughs> I always like playing Trevelyan in Goldeneye. Yeah. In 64 God. throwback. Jaws, I was too good at it. No, oh, Odd Job. Uh, no, no, no. Odd Job was the easy one. That was the easy <laughs> mode. That's for babies. Whoop your ass. Made a baby game. Beyond Minas Tirith is a monolithic barrier. Hold on. No, it's under the mountains. Oh, he's right. No, I'm right. It's just... Oh, shit. I feel like there's words missing from this line. Beyond Minas Tirith is a monolithic barrier, the Great Wall of Mordor. Maybe it's missing a comma. A monolithic barrier, the Great Wall of Mordor. Did it! We can go home now. Beyond the wall is a desert plain, and Frodo can just make out armies camped across it. Above them looms a volcano from which rises a heavy pall of smoke, Covering the land and churning through the sky. Mount Doom! Under the mountain stands a great tower, and his eyes are drawn toward the pinpoint of light which appears above it. The light grows into a single socketless eye, rimmed with fire, glazed yellow as a cat's eye. The eye begins to rove, searching this way and that. It seems to be probing toward Frodo, for finally it stares directly at him. Frodo is transfixed by it. He shudders. The eye grows larger, moving toward him. He is afraid, but fascinated. He takes hold of the ring, ready to pull it off. The eye gets steadily larger, filling all of Mordor. Frodo jerks the ring off his finger. It was that shot you were talking about where it zoomed yeah. into the eyes. It Same shot. Lifted yep. it. Yeah. Now, I haven't read the books since like 2003, maybe. So that's when I graduated high school. That's the last time you read the books. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been a while for both of us. It, were the Peter Jackson movies pretty one-to-one? Like, or is there like big? No, they cut, they're, not, they're, they're not. It's very, they're very not. different. It cut oh. a lot. Oh, stuff. really? Oh, I wow. mean, it's, it's a lot closer than this. Yeah. But I don't remember if the scenes that are pretty close to the Peter Jackson movie are also in the book. Like this eye thing playing out the way it did. Yeah. It would be fucking bonkers if Peter Jackson actually was like, there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. Yeah. The dance scene. Yeah. Because that's I'm not I'm the I'm first I'm one. I'm going to mute myself and ask you guys a question. 
They're not really comparable. Yes, no? which one's better, the book or the movies? So why'd you say it? <laughs> You're damning yourselves. They're not really comparable because... They're, they're different. They're very the, different. The movies yeah. are as good as they could be when as, as a movie adaptation. Yeah, agreed. Because it's not always the same, right? Like, the Shining movie is extremely better than the book. And then there's people that say, like, Harry Potter movies are better than the books, and the books are better than movies. I didn't know where... Really, if you are a still. Tolkien fan, you... You probably hate the movies because those people, I mean, our lovely audience uh, <laughs> for this episode, um, they they really are like nuts about it. Like our lovely Kelly, for example, is a person who wants adaptations to be fucking note for note. Yeah, adapted, Fuck yeah. That. And they're 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 only cropping stuff that can be cropped. Yeah, for a description. Of like I'm sure Kelly's real upset that Tom Bombadil is not in the Peter Jackson movies. I was upset. That was one of my favorites. So was I. Tom Bombadil. Like, he's a really Tom cool Bombadil. fucking character. Like, who was Tom Bombadil? He's just this guy that turns time. up for a while. He sings and dances, and they a bit. trip balls. Like, and, they, oh yeah, <laughs> we need more of that shit in here. Where the fuck is Tom Bombadil? <laughs> and they move along, and he's never heard from again. Tom like, Bombadil. It sounds like a SoundCloud rapper. So far, Hugo Weaving is Tom Bombadil. <laughs> <laughs> he just directed that play. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rap at you for a second. I do love the idea that that uh, Elrond is like, all right. We've con- we're convening this council to figure out what to do with the One Ring of Power, um, but we need to make sure everyone's on the same page. So, again from the top, two, three, four. <laughs> you ain't never had a <laughs> ring like me. Hey, that's actually a good a good choice in song. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then it came to my mind. Okay. Um, fuck am I? The <laughs> landscapes that were rearing up in front of him whip away like sails let loose in a gale. His vision damn, returns to normal. <laughs> he sinks exhausted onto a rock, pale and drained by the experience. Not for the first time in this script. Ah. <laughs> he gets to his feet and looks in the direction of Mordor. I will go alone. And now. In a small voice. With a set look on his face, he strides towards Mordor, walking in a straight line, oblivious of obstacles. Meanwhile, back at the crossroads, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Sam, Merry, and Pippin are anxiously awaiting Frodo's return. (laughs) He's like, wait here for me for one hour. Peace. (laughs) Poof, disappear. Deuces. What a dick. Uh, Everybody's blaming Boromir. What the fuck did you do? Look at this. The script has the list of all the characters for us real quick. (laughs) They could just say the fellowship. The fellowship. Like they did at the top of (laughs) this episode. (laughs) Name them. Here we go. Oh, they're letting us know Boromir isn't here with them yet. By giving us everyone else's name. Yeah. Yeah. The it's the most efficient way to do it. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The fellowship, about. except for Boromir. <laughs> you have to remind everyone that we know who all the characters are. Uh, and this is after intermission, so they're they're coming out of their dressing rooms. <laughs> 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 like an Aragorn. 
He's back on the stage. <laughs> Legolas. Oh my God. Whoa. What if this movie literally ends with a curtain call? Please, God. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I want that. Sam points to a shadow cast by a tree. Nice. One of you guys is Sam. You're Sam. You were Sam. You're I'm Sam? Sam? Oh, well, I was am I Sam? Sam? I'm not. Am I? I don't know who the fuck when, Sam when, is. It's just uh, not uh, me. Paper, rock, scissors. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay, I'm Sam. Yes. When he left, the shadow was there. But now it's crept up to here. And Boromir, what holds him? It's Legolas. I can never remember what my Legolas voice is, so it's boring. <laughs> I, I purposely made Boromir's nondescript, so I've read it different every fucking time. No, you haven't, though. No, you haven't. Really it's haven't. fucking wild. Like, you're, you're not British. nondescript. You're, that's just your one voice. I didn't really. The ring. Do the Santa Claus from what? that one episode. <laughs> what? And Boromir, what holds him? With sudden decision, Aragorn leaps to his feet. The others jump up spontaneously. Waiting his command. Aragorn runs off in the direction Frodo took. The others follow. With me! The company, strung out in a line, runs up the hill. They almost collide with Boromir, who's staggering towards them, crying with remorse, unable to talk, choking on his words. Have fun, Jeff. I, I, the ring, the, the ring, Frodo. That was pretty good. Thank you. He points up the hill. Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, and Sam understand and rush on. <laughs> Mary and Pippin are like, what? what about, no, they're next. Potato soup. Potato soup. I just imagine them singing about food the entire time. Like Mary and Pippin, who are lagging behind, reach Boromir and are moved by the sight of the great warrior in tears. Mary takes his hand and caresses it. Pippin turns to see Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, and Sam disappearing over the crest. He looks back and is grasped by terror. He stumbles backward, struck dumb with fear, and crashes into Boromir. Mary gives him a reprimanding look. These motherfuckers were paid by the goddamn word, dude. <laughs> Just writing fucking names like crazy. You're Mary. Oh, this is no time to play the clown! Then Mary sees what Pippin sees. Orcs, not more than 20 feet away, are closing in. That's real close. That's real close to not have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? This electronic music suits this script somehow. Yeah. I like that the orcs were there like, wait. Should we let him finish crying? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, look at he's gonna caress he's his gonna head cry. again. Look at him. <laughs> no, he's patting him. I'm not I'm I'm, I'm progressive. <laughs> We're not doing it. Look at those little bitches. <laughs> Boromir sees them too. It is a welcome release for him. With an angry roar, he wipes his eyes with his forearms as he draws his swords. <laughs> his own and half of the sword that was broken. All hyphenated is one long name sword that was broken. Over the other side of the hill, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli appear. <laughs> fanning out, suddenly Sam ducks and hides. He is panting frantically, looking this way, that way. I'm Sam. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hobbit sense! Hobbit sense! Think! 
Did he get bitten by a radioactive hobbit? Is that what hobbit sense is? My hobbit sense is tingling. There's some bacon over that rise right there. I should run. I can smell wine. Hobbit sense. I can detect a potato anywhere within a thousand yards. You've got potatoes in your pockets. <laughs> That's a hobbit sense. I'm coming for your potatoes. He can smell potatoes up to 20 feet potatoes. away. Potatoes. Po, po, potatoes. And cabbage. I like cabbages too. He starts off one way, then another, then another. Fucking juking. <laughs> He's breaking orc ankles. My ankles are broken. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aragorn is searching for Frodo's tracks. He runs, bent double. That looks funny in my head. He circles round, then finds some signs which lead him upwards. Far below, he sees Frodo moving steadfastly away towards Mordor. Some way behind is Sam, running to catch up with his master. Faintly calling his name. Frodo does not look back. Aragorn is perplexed, unsure how to interpret this. Boromir fights ferociously and desperately against the orcs. Elendil, the Shire! Bleeding, struck by many arrows, he fights over the huddled bodies of Merry and Pippin. He falters, then recovers, splintering and slashing orc arrows in midair with his swords. He hurls himself at the orcs, but he is pierced again and again and slumps to the ground. The orcs cheer brutishly. We got it. Still, he shields Merry and Pippin as best he can, but orcs hold him off with spears while an orc orc snatches up Merry and Pippin and runs off howling victoriously. A hobbit dangling from each hand. What is an uruk orc? It's uh, the urukai. They're the ones that... Saruman makes by blending orcs and men. Uh, and they have the white handprint on their faces and shit. Oh. They're like super beefy and smart. Oh, yeah. cool. They're, they're the super strong orcs that can move about in daylight. Yeah. Because normal orcs cannot stand daylight. Yeah, burn, burns their this. skin and eyeballs. They're like vampire goblins. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's why the sword only lights up. When it's near orcs, because you only find them in the dark. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's putting it together. I got it. Welcome to Metal Earth, Jeff. <laughs> I like that the orcs were like, yeah, we killed the crying knight. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right after he wiped his yeah. boogers on his <laughs> arm. It only took 20 of us. <laughs> we're so proud of ourselves. <laughs> Boromir lifts his great horn to his bleeding mouth. And a deafening blast breaks from it. <laughs> You're improving this script, Sean. <laughs> That's the best horn noise I've got. I love it. <laughs> we are on a submarine to Middle Earth Ocean. You don't have like a. <laughs> I, I don't. No. I've got no, a. It's good. I've got an alarm clock. I've got a siren. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sound of the police. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the street. I'll, I will take the submarine <laughs> to the east where I will diminish <laughs> to the misty lands or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know. The grass around Aragorn bends in waves as the sound of the horn passes over it. 
He runs to give aid. As he gets closer, he sees the orcs. Oh shit! Boromir! Boromir! In succession, first Gimli, then Legolas hear the horn and are frozen in their tracks. They see Aragorn chain- charging. Nope. It says changing. No, it says changing the orcs. He's changing them. <laughs> Wah! <laughs> have, you, have you heard the good news about our Lord and Savior? <laughs> and he goes He goes over to the, the fold-down plastic changing table set in the side of the forest. Oh, I thought he was like going up there like, we're the good guys. And they're like, oh, I don't want to be the bad guys. We're on the wrong side of history. Changing the orcs. <laughs> Helping to see the light. Pardon me, do you have a moment to talk about Jesus? Hello. He's more than an eye Your Lord and Savior, Sauron. <laughs> Boo! Bad guy! Uh, changing the orcs. They go too. The sound of the horn falters and fades. Wow. The orcs Ooh. scatter into the trees when they see reinforcements. Gimli and Legolas give chase while Aragorn helps the dying Boromir. Spoilers. He takes his hand in his arms. Boromir tries to speak. The halflings, the Yorks have taken them. He gasps, chokes with emotion, and his eyes begin to glaze over. With a struggle, he revives. Aragorn, my blood brother, take the sword that was broken. Go to Minas Tirith in my place. Be at peace. Minas Tirith shall not fall. Gimli and Legolas burst through the bushes, bloodied and breathless and late. They stop in their tracks when they see Boromir's lifeless body and Aragorn's tearful face. This is a bitter end. We've failed. The Fellowship is all in ruin. Frodo has gone his own way. The ring has done its evil work. Aragorn's head sinks down in sorrow. His will, his power have forsaken him. Exterior, the hill. Day, the one hill. It's ah, we're on the, the hill. singular hill. Boromir lies buried under a mound of stone in the rocks of a withered tree at the prow of the hill. It's a weird sentence. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gimli adorns it with the weapons of the vanquished orcs, their curved blades sticking out of the stones like spines on a porcupine. Aragorn, his knee bent holds the two halves of the sword that was broken. They are pressed to his forehead in salute. May this withered tree blossom with the flesh of Boromir, son of Denethor, the steward of Minas Tirith. Mm. Gimli finishes his work. Sorry, I looked around and I lost my place. Gimli finishes his work and kneels down, placing his ear to the ground. What are the rumors of the earth? The orcs go north, moving fast. Gimli and I will not forsake Merry and Pippin to the orcs. Legolas looks up, but Aragorn does not respond. He goes over and takes Aragorn's hand. Our ways part, for Minas Tirith lies far to the south. Aragorn, farewell. Aragorn rises up, strangely powerful, yet a distant look in his eyes. I will go north with you. But you are held by a death pledge to Boromir. You must go to Minas Tirith. And yet, I will go with you. Man, fuck that pledge. (laughs) I only said that because he was dying. (laughs) He He ain't gonna fucking know. (laughs) 
He was a punk bitch anyway. Yeah, he cried too much. <laughs> Weak ass, punk ass. <laughs> Gimli and Legolas are profoundly disturbed. They exchange looks, suspecting Aragorn is taken with madness. Ooh. Legolas speaks in a low voice. Would you set two halflings above the plight of a great city? Aragorn is racked with inner conflict. When he speaks, it is as though the words are torn from his heart. I cannot. And yet, I will. Table Reads will return after this brief word from our sponsors. What's up, docs and docettes? Trevor Thompson, the self-appointed Looney Tunes critic here, and if you like old cartoons and watching online reviewers dissect them, then you probably said the same thing I did about two years ago. Hey, what the fuck? Here, watch your language, you bud. Every Saturday morning, I do a brand new commentary of a Warner Brothers short. All throughout the month, I do video essays examining the history of these cartoons. Catch my videos on youtube.com slash ferriswheelhouse2, or just use the hashtag Looney Tunes Critic. And now, here's Eric Bauza, the new voice of Bugs Bunny. You've been listening to the Looney Tunes Critic. Ain't he a stinker? Lights, camera, action. So the movie's kaput. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Now, back to Table Reads. All right. Five and a half episodes of the script. And we are almost through the first one. Where does so we're almost through the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Where does the first movie end? What is, what's the last thing that happens in the uh, first movie? Balrog. No, Wait, we did no, 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 no. Uh, first movie ends, Frodo and Sam get in the boat and go on their way. Uh, everybody else goes after Merry and Pippin. Did Sam? Okay. That's where okay. the first movie ends. Because Boromir dies in the first movie. Yeah. And so then in the second movie, you've got Ensign shit, and then Sam and Frodo and Gollum. Yep. And then third movie, you got Sam and Frodo and Gollum, and... All Whatever other, those other guys are doing, I guess hum, the humans. Oh, uh, Minas, stuff, right? they they, they go Tirith, fight yeah. the big fight the at big Minas Tirith. Fight, yeah. yeah, Ghost Army. Ghost Army. Jeff's Ghost Army. He's yeah. been waiting since episode one of this script yes. for the Ghost Army. Ghost Army. It's my favorite. By the way, we are recording this on the day that we dropped our 100th episode, hey. and I'm just so happy. Woo! He's very happy. We're all very happy. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. And by the time we get through this script, it will be 200 episodes. <laughs> 100 episodes of basically a eulogy to things that didn't get made. You did it. Isn't that great? That's fucking it's niche as shit. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love this shit. This is my just, favorite Just concept. think of the people that worked so hard on all these scripts. Like, these fucking assholes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're the assholes for pointing out that they did shitty stuff. Fade in. I didn't mean to cut you off, but we ran out of music, so. Um, exterior. Landscape of boulders and cliff. Day. Sam and Frodo struggle across a brutal, unrelenting country constantly forced to change direction in order to find a path. Extremely partisan. Afghanistan. They come to the edge of a cliff. Below it extends a vast, misty marshland. So so this is the second movie. We're, we're the, we made it. We did it. 
we we went to break directly at the at the book slash movie break. Fade out. <laughs> so we're a third of the way. Hey! Yay. Everyone's so excited about this. <laughs> I, love, I love that music. That's like fucking right head. You Samafrota. <laughs> Beyond the bog is the Great Wall of Mordor. That was fast, guys. We did it. <laughs> they got to Mordor real fast. We're in the third movie now. <laughs> <laughs> A formidable barrier. So you have to go past uh, Gondor to get to Minas Tirith, or to get to, to Mordor. You have to go past Minas Tirith, the capital city of Gondor, to get to Mordor. Or you just go over this one hill right here. You skipped it. Yeah, they just... They were almost there already. I found a shortcut. Yeah, they were just outside. Like, And he's like, give he's me like, an hour. Like, he's he looking just, at his he GPS. Just made it. Give pulled, me an hour. I'll pulled, be in Mordor by then. <laughs> he he checks his GPS. He's like, I'm almost there. I can just get by myself. Fuck these yeah, guys. Yeah, 45 <laughs> minutes out. Give me an hour. And he just throws it. I'm the Come hero. Come on, Sam. I had sex and I'm the hero. Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn, they can all stay on their own fucking way. I'm going to go into Mordor and find someone there to fuck. <laughs> so he doesn't know Boromir's dead, I'm guessing. Do they either of these No, guys? I don't think either of no. them do. No. Mm. Do they care? I don't know why they would. Okay. I mean, he was kind of a dick. Okay. I didn't know if that was going to be a big thing later. Like, no, not Boromir. We need to go to another forest and mourn him like we did Gandalf. You know, that time I got laid. Let's go mourn Boromir. I want to have sex again. <laughs> oh, Galadriel, I'm here to mourn the loss of a friend. Boromir's dead and I'm horny. Galadriel's smoking a cigarette like, you've been losing a lot of friends oh lately, son. He's just got a bloody knife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no friends left. <laughs> Who will fuck me now? Set that ass. Fuck. <laughs> Grief fucking. We're never going to get through the second movie. <laughs> nope. All right. They're in Mordor. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> A formidable barrier made partly from a natural range of rocks and cliffs. The gaps bridged by walls and fortresses. A pall hangs over the land behind the wall. But through its pall, the lowering outline of Mount Doom can just be made out. Sam makes a face and puts his hand to his nose. Oh, phew! Those bogs! The stinking marshes! I feel as naked as these rocks. (laughs) It's that eye... Feel as hard as the naked as these rocks. It, it keeps winking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sam oh, surveys the gloomy scene, and when he looks back, Frodo is already descending, searching for footholds in the cliff's face. Sam joins him. Exterior, plain, sunset. Okay. Okay, they are switching back and forth. Yes, I was wondering if they did it like the movie because or like the book, because the second book is just all those guys together and then all Sam and Frodo. There's no intercutting the two storylines. Oh, okay. The okay. second book is basically two smaller books all by itself. Oh, word. word. Okay. I like that. 
flat scrubland, broken rocks, clumps of trees. Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas run at a fierce pace, throwing long shadows across the flat plain. Without slackening speed, Aragorn bends over from time to time, reading the tracks. Legolas points far ahead. It's that way. (laughs) Two broken bodies lie across their path. They exchange looks of alarm and run on toward them. The bodies are orcs. They are relieved. The the bodies? Oh, I guess they <laughs> thought they were Frodo and the other guy was like, oh, uh, oh my God. Mary and Pippin. The, bodies, oh, are, the bodies are orcs. They relieve themselves on them. <laughs> Legolas examines the ground. Here, crumbs of lem- uh, Lembus. He holds out his hand to the others. Dead or alive, the hobbits are still with the orcs. They examine the specks of Lembus, which sparkle on Legolas's finger. Gimli hears something and turns to look. He attracts Legolas's attention. A white riderless horse is running out of the sun. It gallops unswervingly across the arid plain, its hooves throwing up puffs of dust. The companions watch it, watch it admiringly. The mane flows, muscles surge. <clears throat> Through its glistening coat. I wonder if this is Shadowfax. Ripped horse. As it comes closer, Aragorn makes a move to catch it, getting in its path. But the horse curves away as it passes, and Aragorn is left grasping air. It recedes into the distance. How well we could have used him, yet he has some deep purpose of his own. He tries to bury it and catch a horse. He's like, well, it's probably got shit to do. <laughs> He's like, we could have we fucked it, but it's going on its own. Yeah, yeah we really could have used that horse, but he looked like it's, he had some it's business. Late. Taco Bell just opened. <laughs> He's probably, yeah, he's just trying to recover, though. He's just like, huh, it uh, looked like it was busy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's his Uber driver. It, che- it checked its watch when it was coming this way, so it, I think it was just late. <laughs> Gimli has a line. Oh, I'm Gimli. My bad. I'm both those characters. Such beauty could not serve evil. It comes on wings of song out of the forgotten days. Why would he say that? Because he's fucking Legolas. This is the PTSD Gimli, though. <laughs> dig, 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 dig. Ruefully, they break into a run again, forcing their tired legs to pound the hard earth. Speaking of pounding, let's check in with Frodo. Exterior cliff, night. The twilight is fading. Sam and Frodo are climbing down the steep face of the cliff with great caution, helping each other. They are continuously in danger of losing their grip and footing on the sheer slippery rock face. How long will it take us, Master Frodo? To finish this job. Frodo becomes a bit pompous. He has not quite got the knack yet of how to play the hero. This job, this is a great quest. And what hope is there that we shall ever finish it? And if we do, will we live to tell the tale? Sorry, I I was just wondering about things, Master. Worrying. Worrying, worrying about things, Master. To keep my head from going dizzy. 
If we go with a tight belt and a light tooth, the Lembus will last, I reckon, three days or so. Frodo smiles, his pomposity pricked. Now, tell me, Master, what if you come to a place where there's nowhere to put your feet or hands? Frodo is about to answer when he loses his own footing and begins to slide down the cliff. Desperately, he claws at the slimy moss, but falls. Master, don't fall. (laughs) Sam sees Frodo disappear into the darkness below. Sam lets go of his grip and slides down too. Here I come! (laughs) Darkness. Then Sam's eyes adjust, and he sees Frodo lying next to him with a smile on his face. They laugh at themselves, catch their breath, and rub their bruises. Master Frodo, if we can't... Master Frodo, if we can laugh... We haven't lost hope, have we? They find they are at the bottom of the cliff between great mossy boulders. In front of them, the marshes begin. Frodo hears something and looks up. We haven't lost hope, Sam. And we haven't lost Gollum. A dark figure with its limbs splayed out is climbing headfirst down the slimy face of the precipice, now lit by moonlight. Frodo motions that Sam be silent and points. The two look up, straining to hear. They hear hissing and snuffling. Cautious, my precious. Cautious. Where is it? Tis ours. After each sentence, he makes a swallowing noise that sounds like (coughs) thus explaining his name. What's his precious? Does he mean the... Sam points to the ring on Frodo's chest. Gollum is just above them now. He sniffs and hisses. The thieves! The filthy forces of my precious... Gollum's face catches the moonlight. He slips and falls to the ground with a shrill shriek. He lands a few feet away from Frodo and Sam, who jerk back into the dark shadows among the boulders. Sam is shaking with fear. He grits his teeth determinedly and is soon trembling with rage. Gollum recovers, and hissing and spitting rises to his feet. In front of Frodo and Sam stands a thin, loathsome creature about the size of a hobbit with a large head and scrawny neck. He obliquely turns his head towards the moon, shading his pale, half-lidded eyes with his hand. Moonlight shines through the membranes that join his long fingers. Nasty! Nasty! Shivery lattice! It hurts our eyes! Sam leaps out of the shadows, jumping Gollum. Gollum recovers from the surprise and clings to Sam, wrapping his prehensile arms and legs around him. He squeezes Sam in a deathly grip and sinks his teeth into his neck. All that Sam can do is butt his head against Gollum. Frodo springs out with sting in hand and thrusts the blade under Gollum's eyes. Let go, Gollum. This is Sting, Bilbo's blade. You have seen it before, once upon a time. Gollum goes limp, releasing Sam, who staggers to his feet. Gollum lies on the ground, his limbs sprawled out 
abjectly, his eyes burning with anger. Frodo stands above him and holds the point of sting at Gollum's throat. Don't hurt us! Don't let them They won't hurt us, will they? Nice little hobbitses. Let's kill him. He deserves death, but look at him. Gollum, who lies flattened to the ground, is a wretched sight. Yes, wretched he is! Wretched! <coughs> Gollum sits up. Cunning shows in his eyes. And where are they going in these cold lands, we wonders? Gollum casts a glance toward Mordor, but turns away in pain and distress. He lowers his voice. He wonders. He wants to know. He's lost his precious. You know we are going to Mordor. We guessed. We guessed. And we don't want them to go, do we? Does we? Frodo points toward Mordor. Sam needs to talk some. This is just all me. Yeah, it's just you. Do you want to take over Gollum? It's the Shams, Sam show. Gollum? Why would we take over Gollum? <laughs> Gollum is fucking perfect. Your Gollum is good. Do you want to take over Frodo? I can if you want. It doesn't I mean whatever you want me to do. I'll do Gollum or whatever. You want to do Frodo for a bit? I'll do Frodo for a bit. Uh, Frodo points towards Mordor? Yeah. You creature of mud and slime. You find us a path through the marshes. We will. We will. But nice hobbits must not go to those places. Orcs. Orcs. Thousands of... Frodo whacks him with the broadside of Sting. Gollum shivers at the contact with the sword. Ah! A hobbit blade! Ah! Forced by dwarves! Ah! Keen as elvish houses! Ah! Silence! We shall rest now, Sam. And at dawn you shall lead us through the marshes. Gollum is horrified. You will Hurts our eyes. We won't go under the big yellow face. We hurts it so. Would you like me to narrate so you ain't got to get out of that too? <laughs> it's like kind of hard to change, I'm, right? Like your your golem's so fucking perfect. I don't it's really good. Out of it, it's dude. really good. Let me let me narrate until this fucking scene's over. Okay. All right. I don't want to pull you out of that shit. Like the eggnog's running out. <laughs> <laughs> He's using eggnog, everybody. Uh, Frodo begins to take out the ring. It catches the moonlight. At the sight of the ring, Gollum is lashed into a frenzy, ready to assail Frodo, oblivious of Sting. Gollum, I understand. Gollum, swear on the precious. Yes. Yes. What would you swear? To be good. To be very good. We swear to serve the master of the precious. In Sam's eyes, Frodo towers over Gollum, who is now but a little whining dog at his master's feet. Frodo tucks the ring away and gives Gollum a light whack. Gollum rises and starts off, proceeding cautiously over the bogland. Testing each footstep, Frodo and Sam follow. They advance in single file, threading a torturous path across the marshes. Gollum, his lolling head thrust forward, often uses sorry about that, often uses his hands as well as his feet to mark the ground. Exterior, marshes, dawn. 
The first lights of dawn appear, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum trekking through the gully and the bogs. Ah! Yellow fish is coming! Exhausted and jittery, Frodo looks up. Gollum, stop. We shall rest here. Gollum stops, but immediately starts again. Frodo sees this and panics. He brandishes Sting and whacks it against the frying pan, which dangles from Sam's belt. Gollum, you swore on the precious. I order you to stop. <clears throat> okay, there's no more Gollum for that, a while. That's I what I was looking for. Take over quick. my life. Yeah, I was looking real quick. I was like, Am I, is he done? Sam is shocked at Frodo's sudden outburst, but the mighty clang stops Gollum in his tracks. Gollum slumps into the lowest and darkest recesses of the wet ground, and his limbs sprawl out. His eyelids begin to shut. Frodo lowers himself to the ground, putting his weight on Sting as if it was a walking stick. The sword sticks into the mire, and Frodo falls to the ground. He he is exhausted, unable to get up again. Sam looks down. We've got to get some sleep, but not together. Not with that villain. You can go to sleep and I'll call you when I can't keep my eyes open. Frodo nods agreement and his nodding head falls onto his chest, asleep. Gollum is sleeping, his breath hissing through his teeth. (sighs) Sam prods him. Gollum twitches. I had his black heart. We wouldn't wake again. Never. Sam sits down against a rock, watching Gollum. Sam's head sways, heavy with sleep. His eyelids begin to droop. Gollum's eyelids start to open. Sam wakes out of his, the moment of sleep. As his eyelids open, Gollum's close. Sam is satisfied that Gollum is sleeping, because he's dumb. Again, his <laughs> eyelids begin to close, and his head falls slowly on his chest. Sam is asleep. Gollum rises, his eyes wide open. Exterior plane, dawn. Aragorn leaps to his feet and shakes himself awake. Gimli and Legolas are sprawled out in the grass, asleep. The sun pushes up over the horizon. Aragorn looks around and kicks the others lightly. They get to their feet stiffly, and without a word, the three set off, running. Later, day, they are still running. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. Legolas points to one side, and they swerve in that direction. They approach a slight rise. They reach the crest and stop. Enough! My (sighs) heart bursts. Aragorn searches the ground and finds some remains of bones and feathers. They paused here to eat. Gimli has fallen to the ground and is lying on his face, panting. (laughs) Suddenly, he stiffens and presses his ear to the earth. Horsemen! A great company of horse. Legolas shades his eyes and searches the horizon. I I love the way that this looks. Because he's like, oh, I can't go any further. And then they look back and he's laying on the ground, like face down. And he's like, horses are coming. (laughs) Horses are coming. (laughs) I'm helpful. (laughs) I see them. Many horsemen. They ride against the orcs. He's just like jumping on to Gimli's like a great company of horse I see them the yep. good many horsemen yes look how many there are you hear them I see them <laughs> I did it 
My eyes are as good as your ears. I'm way better than any dwarf. <laughs> my ears are pointy. Look at him. Gimli jumps to his feet. He and Aragorn strain to see, but they cannot. Come. They set out again, running hard. Later, <laughs> they stop once again, sweating and panting. In the far distance, distorted through a, a heat haze across the long grass, swords and lances flash and glisten as the battle continues. Faster. The hobbits will be caught between Lance and Shimitar. Later, closer now, but still some way off, the skirmish has ended. But where it took place, the ground is covered with mounds of burning orcs. They see chains of men passing the bodies over their heads and into the blazing pyres. Gimli strains to listen and hears a rhythmic chant of victory as the men pass the orcs over their heads. Later, at, least the th at last the three run onto the side of the skirmish. The grasses are flattened this way and that, a jarring map of the violence of the battle. Here and there stand clumps of unfiltered, of unflattened grass. Paths radiate outwards, evidence of escapes and pursuits. Smoldering pyres of charred orc carcasses fill the air with smoke. Horses graze. The riders tend their wounded men and horses and bury the dead. The riders are of the race of men, Rough featured with rough with red faces and flaxen. flaxen hair. Yeah, everybody knows that. It looked like a Z, so I thought I said flaxen hair. Flaxen hair. <laughs> flaxen hair. Gimli and Legolas follow Aragorn, Golly who weaves it. away through the clumps of unflattened grass, bursting out in the midst of the riders. Shouts of alarm sound out, and the horsemen grab their swords and lances. A thicket of angry points quickly surround the strangers. Their leader comes forward on horseback. A tall man. It, the leader is Boromir's brother. So, oh wait, no. These are the riders of Rohan. So... Spoiler? Never mind. Spoiler? What the <laughs> fuck? It's like 15 years, it bro. It just says riders. <laughs> Spoiler for the book, he means. Oh, okay. Right. Which came out in 1953. Motherfuckers yeah, should have Josh. read this shit by now. What do you mean? Spoilers for 10-year-olds. I was too busy dealing with the Great Depression. <laughs> In 1953? Yeah, it's busy, busy, busy town. <laughs> it hit us real hard. <laughs> we got we got the ass in. It hit us real hard. Right in the 50s. <laughs> Everyone else is buying houses for 30 bucks and a song. <laughs> but we're still like, I need some bread. I'm dying of starvation over here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't happen to have any of that bathtub gin, do you? You can't eat a TV or a house. <laughs> they don't have TVs back then, Jeff. God damn it. Shit. <laughs> Spare a nickel for the Nickelodeon? <laughs> <laughs> you need to read some history books for real. No, no, no. <laughs> Wikipedia is free. America I, started in 1920. I read scripts. <laughs> but only the best ones. Only the, only best, the best ones. ones. I only learn history from documentary scripts. Uh, <laughs> His face is hurting. <laughs> Um, scowl a lot when I bump Shouts myself. of alarm sound out and the horsemen grab their swords and lances. A thicket of angry points quickly surround the strangers. Their leader comes forward on horseback, a tall man, his height emphasized by a crest 
of white horsetail flowing from his helmet. He carries a long sword and he skillfully edges his horse forward until the point is an inch from Aragorn's throat. Who are you and what is your purpose in this land? Aragorn meets his eye. I am a hunter of orcs. The leader looks disparagingly at Gimli and Legolas. You keep comic company and you know little of orcs if you hunt them in this fashion. Legolas and Gimli react by drawing closer to Aragorn. Legolas plucks at his bow, which tangs gratingly, threateningly. Don't make me play you a song. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're not weird. Hey! (laughs) The Muppets. (laughs) Sounds like the Muppets. Uh, Legolas here. (laughs) Oh my god, a Muppet Lord of the Rings? It would be awesome. I am down for that movie. I changed my name from leader. (laughs) You uh, keep comic company. (laughs) Oh, Kermit. (laughs) Sorry, no. Here's my blood. You two make out now. (laughs) 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 Cookie. Animal is Gollum. That's it. Precious. Ergen, Ergen, Ergen. That's a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) We need to make this happen. a really good idea. (laughs) Someone give me Brian Henson's phone number. (laughs) Two. Uh... Gimli lets a long leaf of grass fall from his mouth. Because he was laying face down in it, I guess. (laughs) What do you call us? It glides down through the air. Oh, God. Glides down through the air, alighting on the edge of his axe, cutting into. Wow. Wow. I carry a blade of grass in my mouth for just such an effect. Now, excuse me, I need to find another blade of grass. There's another one. They didn't see it. <laughs> the orcs took two cap. <clears throat> the orcs took captive two of our friends. In such a need of a man. Here, edit that. <laughs> yeah, I'll totally edit that. Let me just hit this button to remind myself. Penis, penis, penis. Penis, penis, penis. Yeah. He's got to do it now. The orcs took two. Oh my god. Boy, we got it. We got it. Focus in. The orcs took captive two of our friends. In such a need, a man that has no horse will go on foot. Our friends are halflings. The leader roars with laughter, and his men are encouraged to join. Wait. Laugh, motherfuckers. Halflings. The little people of children's songs. You hard running has your hard running has fevered your head. Aragorn throws back his cloak and sweeps out the two halves of the sword that was broken. I am Aragorn, an heir of Elendil, a son of ancient Gondor. Here is the sword that was broken. Gimli and Legolas also spring to arms, as such is the force and majesty of Aragorn that the riders step back unnerved. These are strange times. Dreams and legends spring to life out of the very grass. Also, I live in Middle Earth, and I find short people to be just beyond reason. Why did he, he like, give him shit? Like, oh, no, step back. He's got a broken sword. (laughs) (laughs) They might know what it is. 
but anyone can have a broken sword and be like, it's the I am the long lost heir of Gondor. Yeah, he's just a crazy homeless guy with a fucking with a fucking dwarf that's spitting shit, and then a fucking uh, like an archer that's just playing it like a shitty guitar. (laughs) I am so they're a cadre of busking fucking homeless. Get me five more bows, and I will play you a song. (laughs) You back off! Oh my goddamn legend, these are. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? <laughs> My favorite thing. Give us news of the halflings. We found none but orcs. Gimli and Aragorn exchange puzzled looks. Aragorn gives orders to his companions. Search among the co- Search among the carcasses for signs. I fear our quest ends in ashes. Legolas and Gimli start off sadly and without much hope. Their leader sheathes his sword, and the riders allow them to pass, lowering their lances. The leader dismounts. Aragorn sheathes his sword. How do I say his name? Eomir. I am Eomir. My father is Theoden, king of the Rohan. Rumor has it that King Theoden pays tribute to Sauron. Eomir instantly tenses and grips his sword hilt. Yet you kill orcs. Eomir flushes. His clear eye avoids Aragorn's. I kill orcs. My father does not. My father is counseled against my counsel to avoid war at any cost. Long was the alliance between Rohan and Minas Tirith. Yet you do not aid them in their deepest peril. If Minas Tirith falls, Rohan will not stand. The words make their mark on Eomir, cutting deep. By the way, this is Carl Urban. Yeah. Oh, shit! (laughs) Just then, Legolas and Gimli come hurrying across to Aragorn. They look very excited. These halflings! They manage better without us, it seems. In his outstretched palm is a hobbit pipe. In the background, the horses of the riders of Rohan begin to stir restlessly. They live! The tracks lead into the forest. They laugh with delight. The horses are whinnying, prancing, and bolting. The riders jump into the saddles, attempting to subdue them. All eyes scan the horizon to detect the origin of the disturbance. Gimli throws himself to the ground and listens. Far off, the sound as if a thousand wild horses. But it is only one creature and his steed. A mounted figure gallops, galloping across the horizon, trailing a plume of dust. Legolas stares, then bends away his gaze in disgust. The word Nazgul transmits like a sudden blaze among the riders. They keep their horses on short rein and await a signal from Eomir to flee. Eomir is torn by fear and anger. Eomir calls out orders. Three horses of my dead riders to the hunters of the orcs. He stands in his saddle. The Nazgul rides the plains of Rohan. Sauron hold us in contempt. The king, the to King Theoden, the one last plea for war. Wait, hold on. Oh, there it is. He rears his horse. The riders respond by rearing their horses. Three horses are corralled by the riders. Up to Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn. Aragorn addresses Eomir as he mounts into the saddle. 
and I shall ride to Minas Tirith. But we shall not come alone. Many old friends and allies all shall ride at our side. As they ride off, Eomir and his men in one direction, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas in the other. The sun is low. Fade out. Yeah, I think we're like halfway through the second movie now. We did it. Yeah. Second movie's way faster. And we're in triple digits now. It's it's Please. less less insanity too. You know the scenes are actually good. Nobody they're, got they're long. Yeah, now. nobody got frozen or like snuffled at. With yeah, like maybe wolves. maybe it was all just Gandalf. Maybe Gandalf was all the crazy. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the actions and the word world, world building was a problem. They, these people don't seem to have a problem with like dynamic dialogue just, between. Yeah, watch characters. as soon as we start the next episode, it's there's going to be like a musical number. Right. <laughs> they just don't know what to do with Welcome to right. Mordor <laughs> You know people can just talk to each other right? <laughs> the ants are going to be Instead of tree people They're just going to be rivers walking around Or some dumb shit like that Splash, 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 splash I want splash. that <laughs> they, they say splash as they walk yeah. splash, 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 splash <laughs> Hobbit sense <laughs> So um, I want everyone to know That Josh has stuff on the internet. Josh. I have stuff on the internet. JoshuaJBaker.com. You can come check me out. I do videography and also I do voiceover work. So, you know, check me out. Me at JoshuaJBaker.com. Deuces. Jeff fixes AC. Yeah. For things. For sometimes. Uh, or runs a company that does. Hey, I, I just tell people to do it. Yeah. Do you own this company? No. Then f- fuck them. We don't need to promote them. Disregard everything we just heard. Please don't promote. (laughs) I do that for a living. I don't want to do that anymore. (laughs) And um, anything you want to know about table reads, you can find us online. Uh, We have a link tree. You can go to L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash table reads. That'll take you everywhere you need to go. Um, But most importantly, go to patreon.com slash table reads. You can watch us record this shit live. Um, If you're watching this video right now, um, you could have watched it on December 17th when we recorded it. Seriously. Live in the studio. Live just, in the studio. Just like we did. You can you can send us messages and tell us how much we suck. You can tell us how you wish you were Galadriel and Jeff was Frodo. Do it. Let us know. Um, send all these messages to Joshua J. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, hit us up. We're on YouTube, uh, Table Reads. No, hold on. It's youtube.tablereadspodcast.com. I'll get it one of these days. Um, that's, that's it. That's everything. Goodbye. We will talk to you later. And until then, we will miss you. Bye. This podcast was created by Sean McBee. For more. Visit TableReadsPodcast.com. Cut to black. Black, black.